Hey there, it's Therapist Tierra, and I see you showed up for session today. Good for you. Come on in. Y'all, last week we talked about narcissistic behaviors. We talked about what it looks like in a good guy versus a narcissistic guy. You know what? We also talked about what these behaviors look like in women. <laughs> let's not forget about the women, okay? Today, let's talk about narcissistic parenting. Now, I'll be honest, this one's a doozy, so it may take a few sessions to unpack it. Did you know that at times, narcissistic parents perceive the independence of their child as a threat? Also, remember that a few of the biggest telltale signs of a narcissistic parent include emotional manipulation, lack of empathy, and neglect. All right, let's get started. Recently, I read this article. It was called 10 Signs of a Narcissistic Parent. It's located on Psychology Today, if you're looking for it. So the author, his name was Preston Nye, spelled N-I. He said, a narcissistic parent can be defined as someone who lives through, is possessive of, and engages in marginalizing competition between the offspring. Typically, the narcissistic parent perceives the independence of a child, including an adult child, as a threat and coerces this offspring to exist in the parent's shadow with unreasonable expectations. In a narcissistic parenting relationship, the child is rarely loved for just being herself or himself. One might suggest that it's hard to be a child of a narcissist. You see, the child might find themselves questioning their worth, saying things or thinking thoughts like, I'm just not good enough. You want to know why? It's because the narcissistic parent may not realize that they treat that child as if they're an extension of themselves. Their child's accomplishments becomes the narcissistic parent's booster for their own self-esteem. An example of this may look like the parent saying things or, or doing things such as, um, didn't I do a good job? Me, me, me. When in reality, it's the child who won the award or received the pat on the back from its little league team or received the accolade or accomplishment. Children learn to fit into the picture of that narcissistic parent's, you know, painting. This can lead to a development of anxiety within that child. You know, as they get older, the child of the narcissist may constantly find themselves pushing aside their own personality in order to please others. But it stems back to that childhood experience of not being able to receive joy that they've actually earned or, or even deserve or just for being a child, just to, just to have love without there being a condition. to paint a picture that parents that have narcissistic personality disorder are cruel people 100% of the time. They can actually at times be extremely kind. And with that kindness, just keep in mind, it does 
come a price. Children that grow up in a narcissistic environment learn at a young age that their parents live by a code. And this code is if I do this for you, you owe me. You owe me. You owe me. They also already know that kindness and love are conditional. So a child that grew up in this environment may grow up experiencing issues with trust. Y'all, we got to get healthy. If you had this experience, please consider speaking with a therapist. Just processing some of this hurt. Babe, babe, wake up, wake up. What? Huh? What's going on? Babe, you realize it took me like five times to get you up? You were shaking and you kept repeating the same phrase over and over again. Babe, it's nothing. Let's just go back to sleep. (laughs) I ain't gonna be doing this again. Now, this is the third time that I had to wake you up over the night. Your fists were clenched, you were shaking, and don't be telling me, oh, it's just a nightmare, or, you know, this ain't nothing major. (sighs) I think this is something to this. And babe, for real, I think you need to talk to someone. I'm good. I'm strong. I've got this. I told you that. It happened in the past and I'm over it. Now, I know you're trying to be that strong, independent woman. And you are strong, babe. You are definitely strong. But for a girl, this ain't the time. Obviously, you don't have it under control. And it's getting worse. I'm not talking to a therapist. I understand that, babe. And I'm not pressuring you to talk to a therapist. But what I would like you to do is get some level of support. And if you're okay, there's this book that I think would be really helpful. It's called I Need to Talk, But Not to a Therapist. How do you feel about that, baby? Well, I definitely don't want to sit in front of a therapist, but a book seems safe. Um, I guess I, I'm, I'm open to it. I'm open. All right, baby. Well, I'll definitely do that for you. Listeners, if you can relate to this story and would like to get more information, you can order your copy of I Need to Talk But Not to a Therapist today from Amazon. And please make sure to leave a review. Y'all, growing up in this environment can cause a child to not only experience feelings of rejection when they fail, but it can also cause them to believe that If I could just do better, then my parent will love me more or show up when I need them. You know, things get really emotionally complicated for the child, especially when the child falls below the narcissistic parent's expectations or when the child is unable to continue to play the part. You see, children that transition into those teenage years, sometimes, okay, they display a little resistance. That's not outside of the norm. But you know what? From the perspective of a narcissist, they might feel that any flop that the child makes, oh, that's the child's fault. That's on you. That's your fault. Hold up. Wait a minute. The parent in a healthy household would examine some things. What are some ways I can support you? That is very difficult almost non-existent for the narcissistic parent that is untreated, that is not willing to deal with their own issues. Because any issues, again, that relate to the child or that occur um, within the child, it's the child's fault. Let's talk a little bit more about that. Yeah. 
it's hard to keep up a facade, shoot, for anybody, let alone a teenager or a child that's entering into puberty. Mistakes happen. Things happen, you know, and when the child is not perfect in the eyes of the narcissist, then that parent, that narcissistic parent begins to change their language. So the narcissistic parent may say to their partner or their spouse, your child don't know how to act. Notice that I said, your child don't know how to act. Whereas a few weeks ago, when the child was perfect in the eyes of the narcissist, it was, "Mm, that's my child, that's my, that's my child. You get what I'm saying? You see, when things begin to go south, that parent begins to distance themselves regarding language. But what does this do to the child? Even if the child is in a different room of the house, ear hustling, the conversation between their parents, this language, you, your child, that communicates rejection. You see, that experience becomes a breeding ground for resentment within the child. Because you know what? If, you, if the family went to a, a work picnic in the weeks prior, everything was painted perfectly weeks prior, right? Everything was good in front of your boss or in front of your coworkers or the narcissistic parents' coworkers. But now all of a sudden, I'm not your child. These are thoughts that go through that child's mind. And, and I, what I will say to the, the partner of the narcissist, because you may be the partner of the narcissist, if after that conversation, you go into your child's room and you're like, it's okay, you're okay, are you okay? And the child says, yeah, I'm fine. I would, um, I would definitely encourage you as the stable parent to get that child into therapy. There's play therapists, art therapists, just different, just an outside source so that that child can process hurt feelings. Because I'm telling you, I'm telling you, from the perspective of I worked with adolescents, that language really hurts children. And we want to break negative generational patterns. What's not addressed will create a mess within a generational line. If any of these experiences resonate within you, please know that your feelings are valid. If you have turned to drinking or or any substances because you deep down know that you're numbing something, guess what? You matter and you don't have to punish yourself or numb yourself anymore. Now I get it. You may not want to see a therapist and that is okay. Okay, I got a whole section dedicated to family dysfunction in my book. I need to talk, but not to a therapist. It's a user manual for people on the fence about starting therapy. I I just, it's my heart to see people healthy because growing up in a toxic household or with a narcissistic parent, it can be extremely damaging to the generational line and we got to get healthy all right see you next week
it's Therapist Tierra, and if you enjoyed this podcast, you can find this one and more by searching for Therapist Tierra wherever you get your podcasts. If you're still not open to seeing a therapist, trust me, I get it. I've made it easy for you to get prepared to start or think about starting therapy. I'd like to encourage you to check out my book, which is available on Amazon. It's called, I Need to Talk, But Not to a Therapist. Yep, you got it. It's called, I Need to Talk, But Not to a Therapist. I Need to Talk, But Not to a Therapist. Y'all, it's a user guide for people on the fence about starting therapy. I need you to know it's my heart, and I need you to remember that what's not addressed will create a mess along the generational line. Let's link arms and cleaning some stuff up that, you know, needs to be uprooted and new things that need to be planted. I look forward to seeing you in our next session. Bye.